Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. So let's talk about some things that you might be doing that are holding you back from recovering. And I just want to start by saying I'm really proud of you for hitting play on this episode (laughs) because I'm going to be honest with you. I think you probably already know this, but some of these things might be a little hard to hear and you might feel a little called out, but I'm sharing these things with you with the very best intentions. I always want to support you and help make your journey less long and less hard. And, you know, people ask me all the time, Shannon, why the heck did you struggle for 15 years? And it's hugely because I was so much on autopilot for so much of the time. And honestly, I had blinders on. Like there were things that I just didn't want to get honest with myself about. There were some things that I just didn't want to look at. There were things that I didn't want to do, even though I knew I had to, because I knew they were going to be really hard and really scary. But if I had gotten off of autopilot and I had taken the blinders off and I really got honest with myself, I wouldn't have struggled for so long or so badly. So I want you to make this promise to yourself right now. Like I am, I'm going to hear what Shannon has to say and I'm really going to try to get off of autopilot and to get honest with myself. And I'm going to be open to making some healthy shifts Because I think that this is something that causes so many people to stay stuck. It's not really that you don't know what to do. Like you're not stuck because you don't know what to do. You're stuck because I know what I have to do, but I I don't want to face it. I know it's going to be hard. And so I want to help to make things a little easier for you. But I'm also going to share some things here that you might not have thought about before or you might just not have been honest with yourself about because you've had blinders on. So I want to help you really take a look at these eight things that you might be doing and I want you to really make some healthy shifts and commit yourself to making some healthy shifts because it will hugely help you on your recovery journey. All right, so number one, this is something that I did for a long, long time. You might be looking in any and all directions for answers and solutions. (laughs) Like, tell me if this sounds familiar. You read all the books. You listen to all the podcasts. You are in all the Facebook groups. You are in therapy. You are just taking in so much information. And you're always in search of an answer, a fix, a solution, like something that is going to make a shift and make things easier for you and really help you to recover. And I think this can be hard because one big thing that this does when you are always looking for answers and solutions, it means you're always looking outside of yourself. And so many, so much of the answers and solutions in your recovery journey is actually going to come from within you, not outside of yourself. 
Because honestly, you know yourself best. Like you know what all of the things are. You might need a little help, you know, digging in and really seeing those things, but you know yourself best. And truly, you have so much wisdom, so much knowledge within you. And if you're always looking outward for all the fixes, solutions, knowledge, you're never listening to your own. And you can't really build any trust or confidence within yourself if you're always looking outward. So this is something that I hugely, you know, teach people how to do in my classes and in my Panic to Peace program because if you continue to look outward, it is going to cause you to continue to feel stuck, to be stuck, and to really feel like, I don't know what to do. And so even though I really value education and resources, and of course these things are great, they're helpful, but they're not everything. You know, you have to at some point say, okay, <laughs> I have a lot of information. I, I think I know sort of some of this, but I've got to dig in. I've got to listen to myself. I've got to trust myself. You know, even though it might not feel like I can, I've got to take some steps while listening to myself. You know, one big thing that I often see with clients and students that I work with, sometimes we'll have sessions and I see them writing down like every word that I say. And I get it. You know, I've been there and sometimes I think that can be really helpful because hearing it and then being able to write it out and like really see it in your own words can be helpful. But I always encourage take a step back. You know, I really want you to listen to what I'm saying, but I also want you to start to listen to yourself and to develop what this might look like for you. Because what, you know, was helpful for me in the sense of what I would tell myself, the very specific things that I did, like it might not look that way for you. It might not, you know, the words that I told myself might not be super helpful for you. You might have things that are more helpful. You might have, you know, a different approach to your thoughts, to your feelings. You, And you need to be able to uncover that and see that and really allow yourself to help you throughout your recovery journey. And I think listening to yourself, you know, really looking at your own knowledge and your own insight helps you to build more trust, more confidence, but it also connects you to your intuition. And I think that that's hugely important and helpful along your recovery journey. So maybe instead of continuing to look in any and all directions, like how can you start listening to yourself more and how can you start building more trust, more confidence, more belief in yourself? Okay, number two, and this one might be hard to hear, but this is one that many, many people do and it makes sense that you do it, but you really have to get honest with yourself and recognize it. You know, you might be sticking to your comfort zone and thinking that you're really choosing the quote easier path. Like we often think that being in our comfort zone makes things easier, but oftentimes being in that comfort zone is what makes things so hard. You know, when we get comfortable, we often get complacent. You know, this is true in so many aspects of life. You know, I just thought, you know, in relationships, when we get comfortable, a lot of things fall by the wayside. And I think when we stick to our comfort zones, we really get attached. We feel like comfort equals safety where it doesn't. Comfort is just comfort. And being comfortable doesn't always mean that you're safe. So you really have to separate this out. You know, somebody, a friend once shared to me, and I actually think she talked about this on the podcast, but she gave the analogy of like picture two paths in front of you. And one path is like, 
clearly been walked on a lot. Like there's a clear path. You can see it. And the other path is like overgrown and has like shrubs everywhere and like, you know, some bushes growing out over it. And that looks hard. And you're like, gosh, why would I take that path? Like that (laughs) path clearly looks like it's going to be tough. But that path is one that you haven't traveled before, right? You haven't, you haven't tried it. So let's see if we just start taking some steps on that path, where it might lead, what it could lead to. And yeah, it's going to be harder, but this other path that we've been traveling, the one that is, you know, clear, we know where that goes. We know this is sort of continuously taking on us on this loop of never-ending anxiety and fear. So maybe I can step out on this harder path. And sure, it's going to be harder, but this hard is actually leading us to more peace, joy, happiness, and freedom. So really choosing the type of hard that is going to help you to get to where you want to be, not the hard that's going to keep you where you are. And that hard is that comfort zone that you might currently be in. So I think instead of staying in this comfort zone, right, and thinking that you're keeping yourself safe, you might be ruminating, right, thinking about, well, I don't know what it could look like. I, I could maybe have a panic attack. It could maybe be really bad. Like, I don't know what could happen. And I don't even want to go there. I think you really just have to take a small step. Like push yourself, be courageous, step outside of your comfort zone and just see. Because oftentimes that rumination, the stories that we've created, when you actually step out and take a step, it doesn't look anything like what you've been thinking, what you've been worrying, what you've been ruminating on. So instead of sticking to your comfort zone, what is one small step you can take? What is a step you can take that's going to help you to actually make progress and to heal? Okay, number three, this was a big one for me. (laughs) You might always be doing. I think this is something a lot of people have in common when struggling with anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia. And I think this is because a lot of us just inherently are like doers and achievers. And we often are very successful in doing. Like we are smart, we're creative, we can typically like, you know, get through things that other people can't get through we can do it more efficiently quicker better all the things but all of this doing is what really perpetuates the stress the overwhelm the anxiety you know this was something that was really hard for myself to get honest with myself and say Shannon (laughs) I know that you think doing is helpful and I know that you think you can just do your way out of all this but I think you actually have to slow down and I had to recognize something big for me was, you know, not doing is doing. And what I mean by this is not doing for me actually allowed me to come back down to a place of peace, to come back down to a place of like, heck, maybe I do need rest and maybe this is actually going to be supportive and helpful in helping me to continue to take the steps. You know, acknowledging rather than doing maybe what you need oftentimes is rest and acknowledging that rest is a healthy action. So pulling away from that doing, you know, so much of the anxiety recovery journey is about doing less and looking at all the ways in which you're doing and pulling back on that. Okay, number four, and this might really make you feel called out, you might always be trying to figure out the why. And what I mean by this is why you feel anxious, why the symptom popped up again, why you had the panic attack, 
why it felt so hard when it didn't feel so hard yesterday. I think we always are analyzing. Our brains are very good, especially when they're taught repetitively to be stuck on the why and things like this. You know, you can have a tendency to want to problem solve and figure out. And you might think, if I can figure out the why, like if I can figure out why I feel anxious or why the symptom popped up, then I'll be able to prevent it from happening. But that's not so much true. And I think it's so important to focus less on the why and more on your response to what you're actually experiencing. Your response and paying attention to that is going to be loads more helpful than you trying to figure out why you felt anxious or why the symptom popped up or on and on and on. So instead of figuring out the why, like really paying attention to your response and making that healthy. Okay, number five, and it's something so many of us do in general in life, but definitely in the recovery journey, is you might be minimizing your struggles and your accomplishments. You know, I think oftentimes I hear, you know, Shannon, it's not that bad. I know what it is. I know it's panic. I know it can't kill me. I know, I know, I know. But it's like, whoa, can you slow down? Can we like validate that what you're going through, what you're struggling with is really hard? Like, yes, I understand. You know what it is, right? You know it can't hurt you. You know it's not going to kill you. But that doesn't mean that it's not hard. So really validating your struggles, not minimizing them. And absolutely not minimizing your accomplishments. I think so often I hear, you know, well, I did it, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Like I did it and it's just something that, you know, quote, normal people do every day. And it's like, these people that you're comparing yourself to, they are probably not going through what you're going through. So no, it's huge. And it's, it's bigger than this, you know, small, small win that you're making it out to be. So when you do a whole lot of minimizing of your struggles and your accomplishments, or you don't even recognize your accomplishments at all, it's of course going to take away your feeling of being capable and knowing just what you're capable of and having the motivation and confidence to keep going. So, you know, this is something that can really hold you back if you're always just minimizing and beating yourself up. And so when you face something hard, when you do something, you know, that is hard for you, really honoring and recognizing and celebrating that, like you've got to celebrate those moments. Okay, number six, and it is definitely an important one. Your goal might be to do things without feeling anxious or without experiencing a panic attack. And I can't tell you, you know, this was my goal for a long time. And this is something that hugely held me back from recovering because I always had this thought, this mentality of my goal is to go out there and I'm going to do it without feeling so anxious or without experiencing a panic attack. And, you know, I just disclaimer, like, it, feeling anxious or experiencing a panic attack doesn't mean that you aren't healing. Like it's actually, in fact, a huge part of the healing process. So instead of going out, right, and saying, I can't feel anxious, I can't have a panic attack, you know, it's not about, you know, not feeling anxious or not having the panic. It's about, you know, if it happens, I can handle it. And I'm not going to resist and try to push up against it so much. Like remembering your goal is about how you respond to your feelings and responding to them in healthy ways, not in the unhealthy ways, right? And I think it's it sets you up for so much failure when you're like, I have to go do the things and I'm going to do it without feeling anxious and without experiencing a panic attack. It's like, no, 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 no. We can feel anxious. We can experience a panic attack. And it doesn't have to mean a dang thing. So please don't, if your goal is to do things without feeling anxious or panic, let's get rid of that. That is not going to be helpful. Okay, number seven, 
You might be putting so much pressure on yourself to heal and to do things, quote, right, rather than just taking action. This is something that I hear so often, like, Shannon, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know if that was right. I don't know if I should have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe, you know, I, I can't do this yet. And it's like, rather than just taking the action, like, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have moments where things are really hard and when they feel hard and when you're like, dang, like, I knew I shouldn't have done that or all the things. It's okay. That's part of the process. Like, you're not going to go through your recovery journey and, quote, do everything right. Like, that doesn't exist. That's actually not a thing. And when you mess up and you make mistakes, it's actually a good thing. Like, these are the opportunities where we learn, where we grow, where we can make shifts and do things differently. So don't put so much pressure on yourself to heal and do everything right. I think that will just prevent you from taking action and it will prevent you from healing. So rather than doing things, quote, right, (laughs) just take some steps. Let's just see what it looks like. Okay, number eight, the last one. You may be only focused on the end goal, right? The outcome. I think this was me to a T. Like I was like, I'm going to get to this point where I no longer struggle with anxiety and everything just disappears and I'm not going to have panic attacks anymore and it's going to be great. And it's just like, what? Like how the heck was I going to get from experiencing panic literally every day and being so overwhelmed with what ifs and the thoughts and the symptoms and so many fears to I'm not going to struggle with anxiety at all. I'm not going to have any panic. I'm not going to have any thoughts. It's like my gosh, no wonder why, you know, I struggled for so long. So instead of focusing on the outcome, of course you want to get to this point where you're not struggling like you are now. But how can we focus just on today, on right now? Like what are some healthy steps that you can take today, right now? What are some small steps that are going to help you to heal? So don't be so focused on the end goal. What are the small steps? And I can't say this enough. I know you're probably sick of hearing it, but it truly is those small steps that help you to get to where you want to be. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, and like, yeah, I feel a little called out. I am doing many of these things and it's just so overwhelming. I like don't I don't even know what is a small step to take. I don't even know where to start. I really want to encourage you, check out my master classes. I have three master classes. I have one on the symptoms and panic attacks. I have one on driving anxiety and I have one on toilet anxiety. And these will really help you to lay a good foundation and to get some small steps to start off with that will help you immensely to experience more peace, joy, and freedom. And if you're like, okay, I... I have a lot of the foundation. I kind of know what I have to do, but I just need some help. Or you've taken some of my master classes and you're like, I want the next step. Like I just, I need support. I need accountability. I need motivation. I I need it all. I want you to check out my program, my 10-week program, Panic to Peace. We meet every single week and I really teach you all the things that helped me to get to where I am today. And I guide you throughout the journey. I give you lots of support. We, everyone in the group, like we share, we have discussions, we, I answer questions. It's just such a supportive and, and trusting environment. And so if you have interest in something like this, I want you to check it out. I will put the link 
link in the show notes. And the doors are going to be opening to Panic to Peace again in September. And if you're on my wait list, you're going to get early access to the program. You're going to get a really awesome discount and you'll get some bonuses as well. So I just want to encourage you, you know, things really don't have to be so hard you don't have to continue to struggle you know you can absolutely recover from panic disorder and agoraphobia and it really happens by taking the small steps so what is one thing that you've learned today from this episode that you can take away and really start working on and just start small start with that one thing and build on it so until next time my friend keep taking healthy action I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.